0: Do you love the Bad Film Club? Consider supporting us through the ACAR Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you want to give, and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in our show description to support us in any way that you can. We really appreciate it.
1: This is the Bad Film Club, starring Holly Gordon and Shanae Vigela. Your feature is about to begin.
0: Welcome. I'm Holly Gordon. And I'm Shanina Begayla And this is the Bad Film Club, the podcast where we watch bad films, so you don't have to. warning you now, there will be spoilers. So watch and then listen, or don't watch at all and just listen to us. We don't mind. Hello!
1: Hi. Hello. <laughs> How are you? Good thanks. How are you? Yeah.
0: yeah, it's been a it's been a week, man. This day of record is the first day of Tier 3. Back back into Tier 3, not the first day of Tier 3. It's
1: not changing the way that I live my life. I'm just going yeah, inside. Yes. Yeah, yeah, fair. Yeah. It's confusing. Um, I think confused. So no one follows the rules. So.
0: That's our daily reminder to wear a mask, everyone. Please. Oh,
1: please. <laughs> <laughs> please. Please. Please see your bit. We're so tired of this. Um, anyway. So this episode is oh no fourth episode, isn't
0: it? Fourth episode.
1: Who would have thought? <laughs> fourth episode, and we're doing um, the 2019
0: romantic comedy film
1: Last Christmas. It was written by Brian Kims and Emma Thompson, and directed by Paul Faye. Faye, who also you Faye? He, uh, <laughs> um, he directed Paul Faye. He directed bridesmaids. Oh, and Emma Tavey co-wrote it
0: also he just some fun facts about Paul Feig he directed Bridesmaids as you said he was a teacher Mr. Eugene Paul in the original Sabrina the Teenage Witch did you know that? no I didn't know that what babe? and then he also did this great film called it's called Grounded in the UK but it's actually called Unaccompanied Minors in the US. It was like 2006 or something. And it's about a group of kids that get stuck in an airport at Christmas. And it's great. So that was like fun, family, festive fun. And then he did this fucking film, which is (laughs) not not my vibe, Polly. Okay, I just need to caveat this episode by saying, I took my parents to see this in the cinema last year. And it was so horrendous that my dad drank four cans of beer, had a great time, <laughs> and now recalls it with fond memories because he watched it through in a drunken haze. And me and my mum just sat there and groaned. And then when there's the twist in the, at the end, I actually groaned out loud in the cinema so loudly that the woman in front of me turned around and she started laughing. And I was just like, I can't believe I've wasted, <laughs> A, my money, and B, my parents and my own time. I took my parents for like fun. Festive bonding time it was awful there is something
1: there is something so um nice about when you and the person you're going to the cinema with simultaneously like groaning all at the same time at the same point and like i feel like i've only ever had it with a couple of people and that's probably a testament to our friendship but i've had it with one of my other friends when i recently went to go and see tenon <laughs> <laughs> oh, we, we groaned at the same place it was the second time i saw it as well so I kind of knew it was happening but it still surprised me and I feel like I've probably had it with you Christina.
0: yeah I feel like we do that a lot it's just something quite
1: nice about it but this film yeah unfortunately a good director attached to a bad film but the, the I will credit the cast is pretty good the cast is really good and the plot is not very good no and it it's disappointing
0: that the plot's not good because it co- it's co-written by a material. I it's trusted good. her Exactly. But for all intents and purposes, I feel like she should be good at this. There's just so many, so many plot holes. Mm-hmm. How do we, where do we even begin? So, Amelia Clark plays Kate, a frustrated Londoner who can't seem to get her life together or anything right in her life. And then things turn around when she meets a guy called Tom, who is Henry Golding. Okay. And then it, it's inexplicably based on the songs of George Michael, which I both love and hate at the same time because I love George Michael, but they didn't play my favourite songs, firstly. <laughs> and secondly, <laughs> I just feel like they were a distraction from... I feel like it was a gimmick to make the film... To, to make people go and see the film. Yeah. It really... They didn't really incorporate it in. It's not like a... It's not like a Mamma Mia or a Bohemian Rhapsody. I was literally about to say that because it's like one of
1: those things that... Um... Do you know like, what I mean? Is, very, is done a lot on sit so in theatre. So like Broadway and West End mm-hmm. is that they will create a storyline based off the songs of a like band or a concert album. So they did it with like Green Days American Idiot, they've done it with obviously Mamma Mia's ABBA. And then obviously yeah. they get tended to films. And so when it was like presented to people like the song like you know, the songs of Wham and George Michael. I was fully really expecting there to be, like, actual performances. Not really performances, but I felt like there yeah, was just going to be more than this. Maybe it felt like, there, to me, I think, like, I can't even recall any of the songs set for, like, maybe the first, no, not the first, the, last, the bit at the end where, like, the show is happening. But I just feel like there was, not like,
0: it felt like background music didn't have it, it was so it felt really hard to
1: be put in, yeah. And um, so I feel like when it comes to things like this, when you're like writing a storyline to go up to that is based around uh, a collection of music, you just go all out for it, Definitely. like, don't it feels like it's been tiptoed around. and George Michael and Wham's discography is, am I saying that? Like, yeah, yeah. Think, like, <laughs> are you are like, <laughs> <laughs> it's really good, and a lot of people, and it's very like,
0: yes, festive, yeah.
1: but it's just a very Well loved by a lot of people, so I don't know why you wouldn't like go all out for it because it would probably like done like
0: help this movie a lot, you know. I know. Like my favourite song is "As" and they didn't do that. You know that one with Mary J Blige. They didn't do that, so I feel like they didn't cover a lot of those nostalgic feels for me. And then it's inexplicably just (laughs) based around Christmas because it's just Last Christmas, which. I feel like when I read reviews and stuff after I'd watched it, because I was like, how did I go and see that film and take my parents to see it? I'm very disappointed. But I feel like everyone knew what it was going to be. And I didn't realise that they would take the song so literally <laughs> and, and, and then make it into the plot point of their whole film. So I wasn't expecting it. And it made me cringe so hard that I was just like, surely... Because in my brain, I was just like surely they can't do this because it's not that's not a real thing (laughs) and then they did do it and I was like this is like a soap this is like one of those soap operas my grandma used to watch on star plus like it's not a real thing and I I don't understand how they tried to make it to a festive rom-com it made me really happy. <laughs> Holly, I don't even have I, have I can't even articulate myself because I was just I was sitting there with with my face on my with my sorry, with my hands on my face. Just remember I just sat there in the cinema, like pulling my cheeks down and just breaking my face. Like I can't believe this is happening to me. And happening to us as a collective of people watching it in the cinema. I just can't believe that
1: people, we paid money to see this. I know. I mean, sometimes, that's how I, some, I feel. There's a time back, it was a personal anecdote, but there was a time before my City World card, there's been a time out after. And so now I don't care about, well. City World currently is closed, but I don't really care about, really care about seeing bad films because I, like, every film I go and see is just makes it even more cheaper. But when I was yeah. back, when I was paying, I can't be not paying. Now, Odeon shout out Odian, <laughs> <laughs> no yeah. but um, <laughs> so we're not coming to the cinemas we need to support them. But um, uh, I was just like, you do really think to frame it as like, is this gonna be worth my like yeah. seven to ten quid? And I feel bad for you because you had to sit through it in cinema, <laughs> even though it's like the nicest setting to see a film. Anyway. I watched this in my bedroom like last week for the first time ever. Yeah. And I just couldn't believe it. Honestly. Yeah. Just gonna believe it. You mentioned it's Amelia Clark and Henry Golding are the, like the main the main people. people. Main characters. Main characters yeah. in the film. And it's just kind of
0: without kind of spoiling everything, it's just like her, it's like what the journey that she goes
1: on. I meeting. mean, Hun,
0: we're going to spoil the whole thing in a minute, so it doesn't matter.
1: I know, but I just wanted to give the yeah. like spoiler alert
0: here. Insert it here. Well,
1: the whole point is that they don't watch it. Um, don't waste it. Can't be wasted.
0: Can I just put another caveat here? Is that I feel like it's a fine watch. I feel like in this Christmas period where it's on Sky Movies, if it's on, I would play it in the background. Just it's just mosh noise in the background i mean there are other better christmas films but if you don't really want to pay attention yeah. if you're a bit drunk and watching it on the sofa with some mince pies and a food coma it's fine but i wouldn't it wouldn't be the one that i'd be i'd watch to make me feel festive i don't feel like it made me feel festive at all and i feel feel like the best part about it is i feel like the direction is good so paul fake has done a good job it's just a bad project to work on because i think the shots of london are really nice Michelle Yaw is just iconic, I love her but then everything else around it is a bit stupid there's this whole thing about the Emma Thompson being the mum and having that stupid, fake Yugoslavian accent, I don't like comedy accents in anything because it's not okay, I don't like it they made the effort to cast
1: an East, Eastern European I think suburbian actor to play the dad who obviously has an accent when he's like, that's fine why can't they, like, why did Emma, Emma Thompson wrote it? Why does she have to be in it? That's my, and then do, oh, she could be in a completely, plenty different character. she have to make that, have an accent. And, exactly.
0: I mean, we'll talk about the kind of, decent. Yeah, we'll talk about that
1: thing. It frustrated me so much.
0: Exactly. And then they used it as kind of like a thing to talk about Brexit, but then they never talked about it properly. So they're touching on all these things that don't make it a good, like wholesome comedy. And it was kind of like. Was it even a comedy? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I feel like Emma Thompson trying to do a version of Love Actually that didn't work and wasn't as clever or as nuanced and as in touch with the relationship that love. I know we. I felt like everyone. Come, every time this kind of festive period comes around, people complain about Love Actually. Like, this should have been changed, that should have been changed. But we're still watching it this many years on. And it's a good film. Yeah, it's iconic. You're either, you're either watching it
1: at home this year or you're, go, you're going to the cinema to watch it. It's still on. And cinemas know cinemas exactly.
0: that people go see
1: it. Sure. Yeah,
0: as an English film, it's a good film. It's one of those ones that I will continue to watch until I'm however old. I will still probably watch it every year and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It's just something that makes me feel festive and nostalgic and happy and it's well shot. There's good pacing and the conversations are funny. The relationships are funny. Whereas in this one, it wasn't really cohesive. Yes, it's festive, but is it really festive? I didn't feel like that. Um, I know it's set around the Christmas period and there's all these nice things about like my biggest takeaway from it was I miss it when you could go and see people outside in London and have all these nice lights and, you know, have all these fun experiences. But the relationships and stuff, I was just like, mm, I don't feel like I care about any of them. <laughs> Amelia Clark and Henry Golding have no chemistry whatsoever. And then, as a person, it's terrible.
1: I just felt that, that, yeah, it was your point being that if we compare it to a very well-loved Christmas film, British Christmas film, this one, like, doesn't hit the mark very well because um, it's not funny. It's, it's it's also there's just so much. There's a lot of stuff that really annoyed me during the film, whether or not like we hinted about the accents and then the twist at the end. Oh, God. And I also agree <laughs> that like the two main actors didn't really have much chemistry, so you then weren't really invested in their um, relationship. And I just also. I felt like Henry Golden's character was like, I don't know if this was like a choice made, but he and like because of the twist at the end, I just don't think he was like developed enough, like even in writing, like probably in the writing period of this film, like just, he felt very flat compared to Amelia Clark. And also maybe I don't know, was Amelia Clark just annoying
0: in this film? I okay, controversial take. I don't think Amelia Clark is a good actress.
1: I don't know if that's controversial, but.
0: But I feel like people really love her because of Game of Thrones. The Game of Thrones
1: is about to come for us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. But like, I seen I love Game of Thrones and she's great as Daenerys, but I just don't think she's an eyebrow actress, this which means what? that I she can't about to act. I was about to say. She's an eyebrow actress. And that, that's like how you know that you can't act because you can't use, like you, you need to use the rest of your face.
1: One of my favorite things that you're, you're being left of. It's that immediate talk? It's my right? And every time, every time I see her, just makes me just
0: think, it's so funny. Yeah. yeah. There was okay. a like
1: about how the was also that really on me. But anyway, first ten minutes. Can I just say
0: one thing to, after just about what you just said, I think what you're saying about Henry Golding's character feeling flat is because <laughs> it feels like a first draft of this film. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I feel like the script feels like a first draw. <laughs> yeah. And that's why it feels flat. Oh, that's so, uh, no offence, Emma
1: Thompson. We love you deep down, but this acted like this like a
0: first drop. Not even deep down. I love her and that's why I'm disappointed in this yeah, film. Yeah.
1: So, first ten minutes, we, of the film, we're introduced to the family in 1999, Yugoslavia. So they just decided they didn't. So Yugoslavia back in the day when it was a thing, they were there. They were. It was choir singing, and I'm um, assuming so it took. It was very still to me, quite unclear that it was supposed to be a media character singing, <laughs> but then it obviously caught cool on, caught cool on. Obviously, yeah. So she's performing a song in a church, mm-hmm. yes, and in English in
0: Yugosl- in Yugoslavia, sure,
1: <laughs> yes, because that's, a, that's just that's for the audience you know and yeah and then we jump forward to London 2017 remember oh, those days um, <laughs> and, mm. um and Amelia Clark's character is Kate and she's in a pub and she's homeless yeah essentially because <laughs> she's oh, had the same what, time? what the same job since she was like 18 or something she's oh she's trying she's trying to make it she's trying to make it as a bus end actress yeah she can
0: sing but she never goes to any auditions she works in an all year round Christmas this... shop in Covent Garden cool
1: That's just <laughs> but something so, so
0: problematic already this
1: like I don't know there's something about the fact that like how like, like you said the direction is really cool and it's really pretty and London just looks lovely and especially at Christmas London it always looks really nice but like the uses of like areas of London because I guess both of us are from there and we know it so well I literally could write down
0: where they were. Like, I just noticed where they were, and I just know in my head that they don't link up. Yeah, and how are they going How are they going from there to there in the space of five seconds? They're not even remotely close to each it other. Would what are you doing? It was like Covent Garden to Soho and, like, Austin
1: street? Right. That's, that's fine, yeah. And that's really beautiful exactly. because I've done that many times. But... You cannot go all the way to fucking Brixton. Like, from <laughs> exactly. so. Like, you can't. It doesn't, like, not. Like, it takes a
0: long time. It's like they showed St Paul's Cathedral for a little bit as well, and I was just like, you know, that's a 40 minute walk from where you were just at five seconds ago. They're not in the
1: same yeah, place, there's, there's, um, This is a very specific pet peeve to <laughs> very specific people. But it's like, it's
0: (laughs) so annoying. I feel like, okay, correct me if I'm wrong, anyone, but I feel like they haven't made a rom-com festive film set in London for a long time. I feel like the last one I watched was Love Actually. I feel like that's the one... Love Actually is probably the last one. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like that hasn't happened for a long time and then they kind of tried to bring... Because obviously Emma Thompson is part of that Love Actually cast and I feel like she tried to bring that into her script as using London as one of the, like, extra characters you know and then it it's just not worked because if you're just following one narrative or uh like kate's narrative and tom's narrative as we are it doesn't make sense and then yeah. I feel like the world is smaller now than it was in love actually times just because you know the culture of travel and social media and stuff people know where things are in relation to each other and it, i don't know i feel like maybe it is a specific pet peeve but i was just like if you're gonna shoot just do it in a way that i don't know it just falls re- I don't know, like I, I don't know what you're trying to convey, you know. It's know so because I, I know
1: that you know they go down that, sh- that the tiniest alleyway in London. I Yeah, think the alleyway because I have to do research about it. And I'm just kind of like, it feels like Emma Thompson went onto like the Wikipedia page or like the first list she found of like the weird places in London to shoot. Like mm-hmm. it's such a it's a tourist thing because it's on like um
0: mm-hmm. like
1: tourist walks because it's like a thing. Fine. It's like because London is all like kind of like maybe a specific that of grass, but it felt distracting. Yeah. So basically, we're introduced to Kate as a character. Yeah. And she is, yeah. like you said, homeless, but she hasn't She has a full time job at a full year Christmas shop because she doesn't want to go
0: home to her parents. She's had an operation and her mum is overbearing and concerned, which is fair enough, I think. If your kids had something wrong with them, I know she's supposed to be 26. Also, why is she supposed to be 26? Oh my God, I
1: got so... I, I literally that like what yeah. the like, It's so un- just, no.
0: Anyway, that's a side note. So she doesn't want to go home because she doesn't want to be sung to sleep by her mum, which is fine. At twenty-six you probably don't want that. But she compensates for it by having one night stands so she could sleep in London. So she can sleep for London in fr- for free. Even though her sister lives in London, so she doesn't ever go to Seek her out. I know they don't have a great relationship, but it seems very strange. Like if your sister was sick, wouldn't you? I don't know. Anyway, um, family dynamics. Who knows? The family dynamic is quite odd
1: because yes, she chooses (laughs) to be homeless and then uses guys like one night stands, like to get places to sleep
0: and friends, and then she causes chaos in their lives as well.
1: Yeah, and she just kind of comes off as like. A really selfish character and I know that's also mentioned by I think a uh, person in the film that she's selfish but she's kind of like gone
0: she's gone through this like
1: operation and it's like this trauma and like the repercussion like I guess like the uh, repercussions of emigrating over here, then having an operation, seeing like her parents marriage like there's a bit where like she actually does call a cab and it ends up being her dad because you find out that her dad couldn't, couldn't practice being a lawyer in the UK but he, yeah. even though he was not Yugoslavia and so now he's a taxicab and then she jokes about they like, saying why don't you get a divorce I'm just kind of like okay like I don't know the only thing that painted so depressing but she's also just not yeah she's just also that like, shown is not very nice
0: I feel like she's just a bit of a chaotic mess. I feel like they do this with women, especially in rom-coms, which I thought we had stopped doing. And especially when two women write a script, I was a bit like, "Mm, do we have to do this? They do this familiar trope of a woman being a chaotic mess and she needs to be fixed or she needs someone to help her get out of that. Fine, whatever. But she played it in a way that is neither charming nor funny. So it comes it comes across as she's just selfish and normal I feel like even selfish people are not like that. Yeah, Why would you go and stay on your friend's sofa or no in their spare room and then like bring home some random guy when your friends when your friends like let you into their home and stuff? It just doesn't make any sense. So I feel like her characterization is not just selfish, but also ridiculous because what kind of person does stuff like that? Like, people, even selfish people aren't that selfish, you know?
1: Mm, yeah, and also, like, the way she treats her friends and then the way she talks to her sister is not nice. And then also just, like, when we first, when she first meets Tom, is it Tom, Harry Golding's character, she's quite, like, has something quite frustrating about it, I think, but she's quite, like, I know she's a defensive and she comes off defensive. She's gone through a hardship, whatever. But she's kind of, like, She's, like she just seems annoyed at someone being nice like why he's just being a nice person like what like I I like I don't know I just kind of got I didn't really write notes but I just remember being like just like get over it someone just had to be taking the dress in you and being nice I know me May- I wonder if that's a lovely thing. Um I don't like, feel like it someone was. randomly because, came up to her. Is it just her Yeah,
0: that's true. What I feel like it was weird the bird just <laughs> pooped in her eye and then I think her quote was a bird just shit in my shitting eye. Oh I didn't write that down. And who says that. That's not how like, that's not how people talk. No, and and then what this is your this is not a meat
1: cute. Like what, what is this? Funny. Um I just like yeah, it, from the get go. I think the thing I was, like, most interested in was where she worked. Yeah. If we wanted to get onto, like, the shop.
0: How would how would that business stay afloat, guys? Don't know. That is, it may,
1: we can only imagine the rent of a garden yeah. <laughs> for a business. I know. Like, and, uh, okay, slight so like pet peeve. This shop is an all-year-round Christmas shop owned by a, I want to say she's Chinese. Yeah, Chinese a Chinese uh woman whose name is Santa. Well she calls herself Santa because it's easier for white people. And it's because she loves she loves Christmas and I don't know what it was what irked uh, me about it, but I think it was just kinda of like is it a weird stereotype that it's just like people from Eastern Europe, Eastern As East Asia or like like so in like super like into Western Culture that they like over, they overdo, they like get so into it that they like will Mm. consume, like consume it completely. And I don't know if It felt something about it felt a bit like, like it made me just like I didn't really like it that much. But I will say the shop looked really fun.
0: Can I just say that Michelle, your looks amazing. All of her outfits. I that was the only fashion
1: thing I broke down was that her outfits are so
0: good. <laughs> she always looks so good and she's just always so on point. Her lines are iconic. One of her first opening lines is to Amelia Clark is, I don't have enough tinsel to cover your corpse. Your corpse?
1: <laughs> Amazing. Also, <laughs> I don't know, that this was maybe like 50, 20 minutes in, but we were like, we see a scene of, it's about serving someone at the till. And I gasped out loud when I saw it because it's Patti LuPone who was a really like famous Broadway actress and she's like like she's just super iconic in theatre and I was just like, what the hell is she doing in this one? And I wondered if it was because it was filmed maybe while she was doing a show on West End that she just was like, actually afternoon I can just do a little scene here and Emma Thompson just got her on. But like, yeah. I felt like I was kind of like so taken back because she's there. She's there for like five minutes and every chance. I thought I just was like,
0: oh. <laughs> oh, my God. And, what? and then, okay, yeah, so she meets Tom. And yeah. how do they meet again? She's dusting the shop with one of those feather dusters that I've never seen anyone use in real life. Oh, actually, and then you you, yeah, but i feel like you use them in shops but not in your real life and then but she's doing the most oh, like over the like film oh, the yeah. film cleaning <laughs> do, do you know what i mean like the over like exaggerated just I, know, this is such a visual thing i can't show you guys i'm sorry he's standing outside just looking up at the sky and she's just like what the hell but she keeps looking at him then she goes up to him and asked him what he's doing. So she asks him what she's doing. He's doing, and then is annoyed by him answering her and answering her questions
1: and stuff. It's yeah, just I get. I'm just frustrated by why she's annoyed. She has yeah, like yeah. A real right to be. She's a person, I and mean, like why? I mean, I get. I mean, there's also the flip i mean Like, if someone some stranger just came up to me and i to be like.
0: Doing that. <laughs> yeah, but she, she talked to him. That's what I'm saying. She talked to him. She initiated the conversation. So I don't know why she's annoyed by him. But then also, like, you don't really want a creepy man talking to you, which is a fair point. And then he's just like carrying on the conversation, and she's trying to leave.
1: What I'm now really like remembering is that she had a she had an audition, and she did not close the shop correctly, so the shop got burgled. <laughs> Burgle. I was like who doesn't who doesn't look hot <laughs> oh I thought it was, it was annoying and then like you find out that Shell Yu's character had to like break the window to make it look like a break-in so, and it actually had a bit of talking too I just didn't like it so like <laughs> <it's> <laughs> yeah I can tell it's just so much was annoying about it
0: my favourite bit my favourite person I think was other than Michelle was you know, the friend that's pregnant. Oh, I love her. She's an um,
1: in the Umbrella Academy.
0: Yeah, yeah. She's so funny. And her, like, she's just shouting about, they lied to you about pregnancy. Why oh, you love it. I, there is something so funny
1: about
0: pregnant people. <laughs> it is so funny. <laughs> Amelia Clark's like, shall we open a bottle of wine and get some pizza? She's like, I'm preggers, and he's a celiac, so nothing for us party girl. And it's just so funny. And then what? You can't be with your friends for five minutes before you have to go and have sex with some random man in, in their house. Yeah, you a place to sleep? Why do you need to go and sleep with us? Also, I think the why it irked me so much is because that's supposed to be the new baby's room. <laughs> <laughs> I just pinpointed it. Like that. Oh my god. Yeah, but she's like, we haven't built the crib yet, so you can stay here. And it's like, people are literally opening their homes for you, and you're disrespecting them like this. God, No really people disrespecting
1: each other's homes.
0: It's awful. Can I just say one more thing about that? Is that in the morning, the guy is like, will you take me for a fi- full English now? And she says, you had the full English
1: last night. <laughs> I was just like, oh my God. Again, Again, no one talks like that no one talks like that oh people man they in a, like, the, just Emma Thompson
0: I believed in you <laughs> her being a terrible person is so cringy and horrible to watch that it just makes it it's really unenjoyable to watch is the thing is it doesn't make it compelling viewing because you can see that she's self-sabotaging but not in a way that is like cutesy and funny I guess it doesn't have to be, but in a film like this, I feel like that's kind of the genre of the film and then it's not like that. It just looks like she's placing bombs into her own life and it's just like, why are you doing this? It's very toxic and horrible.
1: There's a lot of solutions that have problems that she's just refusing to acknowledge. Yeah. Like, she doesn't have to be so frustrated with her parents. They're not... I don't know. There's just... I think that's the main one for me. I was just like, oh, you, you're choosing not to live back at home. Things changed after your are your mom got overbearing, rightly so. I just like, it's just, that's annoying. That was just a, I think everything about it is annoying, essentially. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, when well, we go back to the shop quickly, I wrote down, as I went through this film, a list of all the things that I really like, like, all the props.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: New segment, favourite props. Thank you so much, James for <laughs> suggesting. So I don't even know if it's a prop, but I think I wrote I wrote this down next to a prop, but the quote I don't know who said it, but someone said Jesus is a body of mine and I think I laughed that part of that line. <laughs> and I can't remember the context of it. But there is a Christmas given that seems yep. there is the what's it called? Nativity scene that she shows Tom. And, it, and then they call, they do a close-up of, like, the teeth <laughs> of the baby. <laughs> it was really funny. And then there's also, I mean, not really from the shop, but it's the gifts. The cabbage tree. Sat, like, yeah. yeah. So, someone like yeah. who is oh, good, like, it, is, is he supposed to be Scandinavian? Is he supposed to be German? We don't know. But he's like sauerkraut. So he gives her a Christmas cabbage tree, which I would actually own. I
0: love that. I would definitely get one. Thank but
1: you.
0: Yes. I really enjoy it. Um,
1: they look like tiny Brussels and sprouts. Just, yeah. And also just general, like, the fact that, like, Missalio doesn't dress up. She dresses amazingly, but there's not really anything, like, specifically Christmassy about her outfits. She just looks really festive like and good and, like, dressed up. I kinda of okay, one other fashion thing I did really about this film is that Mega Club wears these annoyingly chunky heel boots that I definitely know are not wearing. like from walk, from my personal experience of walking around London or is not comfortable to wear like so I just I mean this is maybe <laughs> too specific <my personal. laughs> because I, I just realised who I'm talking to. Yeah. <laughs> but um I don't know, there was just something so like uncomfortable about all the clothes that she was wearing and I just thought Why don't you just like dress and going
0: out of a suitcase? But it's because she's supposed to be just that amount of disheveled, you know? And they've like artfully dishevelled her hair and she wears a lot of eye makeup and it's like, look how much of a mess I am. Did you like Amelia Clark? That was also that was also quite
1: like a thing that I noticed.
0: I feel like her hair was very distracting in this one because it just didn't look like it was attached to her head. It looked like a wig. Ooh, I
1: wonder <laughs> if it was.
0: Yeah, I don't know why. It did distract me quite a bit.
1: Uh, it stuck out a lot to me.
0: Yeah, I feel like maybe because just because her and Henry Golding have no chemistry so I didn't have anything else to look at.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, actually, one of the funniest things that Amelia talks does say is that because every time, so every evening she sees Tom, right? And she get kind of mm. gets into this rhythm and she's like what are we doing tonight blah 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 and he says we're going to go for a walk and then she's like why do you keep wanting to go for a walk I'm not a dog <laughs> I wrote that down too and don't some... try to take me for a walk I'm not a dog yeah I'm just like the amount of time like we go on for walks, and so we really like them but then I do understand like there's something just so nice about going for a walk with a friend
0: yeah but also we're, we're saying that in hindsight in like post 2017 London <laughs> Talking about Michelle Yo. I just kept writing down what a great actress. And then you know where the shop is broken into, and she doesn't this is I think my favourite acting bit in the film is that she doesn't shout at her. She does not raise her voice at Amelia Clark. She's so calm and even more terrifying because she she just says it in a way that's just so matter of fact in that you need to get your shit together because I'm not giving you a second chance. And I thought that was so effective. I felt like that was a good piece of writing in this film. Because that's the bit that I feel like as a woman I feel I feel like we feel a lot more guilty about stuff. And I feel like that's the way that you're gonna get me is that terrifying calm anger. Then it also moves on to like the disappointment.
1: You can yeah. tell that Michelle character cares about media. I think that's a good point to make. It's just it was a really it was like you felt I definitely felt Bad. Yeah, the definitely. right emotions were felt. Like, they got it was very. I think also like credit to for performance because
0: that's what I completely agree, and that's what I feel like because th- that part of writing was really well done. That I'm just like, so you can do it in this film, but then you just <laughs> you chosen not to because I feel like some of the other reactions to stuff is just ridiculous. Like people don't act this way. So then after that, she goes home, and then Emma Thompson says my other favorite bit that's like. Cat is not a name. Cat is an animal. <laughs> what an immigrant mum thing
1: to say. It's so funny. That made me laugh so much. I loved it. The family don't know. What the family didn't... Well, Is it the second time she goes home?
0: Because the first time I feel
1: she goes home, she just gets home to bed.
0: Like, it's such a weird moment because it's like she's got this... I mean, Emma Thompson, sorry, has got this quote-unquote Lu- Yugoslavian accent.
1: So it she could be anywhere.
0: Yeah, and then she's like taking the piss by doing that like singing to sleep which is funny but also not funny. I don't
1: find it funny but I don't do find anything. Like, from an
0: immigrant family point of view I have definitely been sung to sleep so it is funny but then it's not funny because it's why is Emma Thompson doing it and then also why is she just wailing like she's not making sounds. I don't understand what this is. I think that's like such a the like, wailing kind
1: of thing is like supposed to be a comedic thing isn't it like with British people, they don't make sense, and I hate that kind of shit. They definitely have the actual. Yeah, exactly, and
0: that's what I definitely don't like about it. But then, like the concept of it is funny because, like, I've done it, I've had it happen to me, and I know not as an adult, but and it's not funny because you're like, is the comedian? You're basically you're taking the piss, and you're not part of that culture, and it's not okay.
1: Being sent to sleep is probably is is nice, and I've had it done to me before as well, but I was younger. This is, this can't be enough. Yeah, it's yeah, just, as you're 20, when you're 26, 26 yeah. When I'm 26, like, I don't, like, if my mum, if my parents also came and sat me down and signed me, me to sleep, on," just look at the light, what the hell I'd be so yeah, uncomfortable. I just don't like, um, I also, there's something like about singing and serenading and. Well, the cringiest. It's just cringe because there's a lot of emotion that goes with it and. I don't like that. The second dinner. She that, goes home. She goes home, so they're actually having a family dinner. And um kinda of now start to see the dynamic between the parents and then her and her sister and just kind of like her sister's yeah. always been ignored or like kind of unappreciative, even though she trained and she's lives in an amazing house apparently. And he's a yeah. trained lawyer, and yeah. he literally also says, I, like, because you turned it down, because you couldn't train to be a lawyer, I have to do it now. But I hate when this happens in films, because it does not, it is just so, it's so annoying. But Kate outs the sister,
0: and I hate
1: it. Like, I hated it. Are done, can it be just be done with this bullshit kind of writing, I, hate it. There's something that sits with me so nicely about this because it it was so spiteful, it was so spiteful and I just kind of feel like like, why, like this is a massive, massive deal for someone who is obviously in a very happy relationship and is trying to like find, and like she's got immigrant parents who, you know may may not be the most welcoming to the idea that her daughter's gay what are you trying to do? You're just picking a fight, like it's a sibling fight and you're digging the you're making the worst decision. It was just something that I literally just, like, hated up bit so much that the point that i I'm
0: literally I pick, Yeah, and I wrote that down as well, because I was just like, the sister is a horrible character. I mean, I feel like most of the family, apart from the dad, because he's just so ambivalent in the family, are horrible characters. Like, they're just su- such caricatures of actual people that I, I just don't find them... They're not pleasing to watch. The family aesthetic is not enjoyable. And when I say enjoyable, I mean like they don't have to be in harmony and they can be in conflict, but like there has to be cohesiveness, but there doesn't seem to be one. So Amelia Clark's character, Kat, is a horrible person. And Martha is also shown as a horrible person because she's kind of like, the caricature of Sean Clifford's Fleabag character, so Fleabag sister. literally. That was a, that was exactly but who I she's thought She's
1: like, wow. yeah, yeah exactly,
0: and it's like they've made that character one thousand times magnified and made that into what Marta is supposed to be, and it's not like a nice relationship, but they're quite maliciously spiteful to each other. Like they're quite hurtful, and I know that. People are like that with your siblings, and you can't help it because your siblings bring out your crazy. But the way that it's done is so vindictive that it's just like mm, I don't feel like you do this with your like you do this with your siblings, but not with your parents. You always side with your sibling against your parents, you know. And then the fact that she outs her is just not okay. At that point, I was like, how do you bring Amelia Clark's character back to like us being on board with her character? No, because just, she just like, outed her I sister. It was, like, you're a horrible person. Ugh.
1: I just think, like, anything to do with, like, someone's personal relationship with sexuality just is no one's business. Like, like, it just really hit a nerve, and I hated it. And I just wish Like, I was just, like... My first thought was, like, okay, this is a 2019 film, but it's, like, written by someone. I feel like um, it was
0: used probably to kind of like... I don't know. It's not like something that would be in a film in like 2013.
1: The, out, the whole outing thing is like, we're way past that when it comes to the conversation around sexuality. Like
0: No, definitely. But then I also just don't understand how you can be like, oh, yes, um, Kat is charming and a great pro- and a fun protagonist that we want to be on board when she outed her sister. Like, how is that excusable? Yeah. I just don't understand how then you're supposed to feel empathy and sympathy towards her I was
1: just a root like, they care about her
0: <laughs> yeah exactly exactly and that's what that's exactly how I feel I and mean, then as the film goes on she goes around like delivering gifts and stuff to people and trying to make amends for the stuff that she's done like the problems that she's created for them she's trying to make amends for them but her one with her sisters a bit shit like she, they have a awkward conversation on her doorstep
1: Yeah, where she's
0: invited yeah. in or whatever and then she just after after that she doesn't try and make more of an effort, she just leaves a bottle of wine on her front door.
1: One is probably the most important one to like apologise and understand and like needs doesn't just need a like a little chat or saying like, a little apology saying I'm sorry, yeah, it needs a sit down a conversation about what she what to, so she understands what she did is wrong because I like and then also it's the fact that the girlfriend announced the door like, and she was just like upset to see it. Like it was just and I don't know like I feel like the same if if I had been outed by a sibling I would it would first take me probably quite a long time to get over but second of all like especially when you know that you're you're so unsure if your parents are welcoming the idea as well like that's super scary
0: If you're going to put that into a script then you need to flesh it out you can't just brush it over because then because then just take it out then you know like if you're going to do that you, you might as well have just not had it It's also a
1: really annoying thing to just over. Yeah, the Brexit thing. Talk about that now. That made me <laughs> <laughs> But it's supposed to
0: make you sad. I mean, it's it's succeeded in that. It's meant to make you feel bad. And she sat down the Emma Thompson's character's when when she sat down on the couch crying and saying, "This is how it starts." But then she blames another minority. She the polls. Oh, it's not funny, man. Like, it's not funny. She the polls
1: and I literally just, like... <laughs> <laughs> was, like, like I feel attacked. <laughs> just, like, week, Poland ain't that great either, but, like, come on, we're all on the same side here. We're all having the same effect. I mean, I can't sure. But then, like,
0: there's that thing that happens on the bus where the kid shouts at two people for speaking Yugoslavian. Is that the, that the right language? I want to say yes. But yeah, so then she confronts them, which is a nice thing. But then they never, they never talk about the kind of politics of what it means to be from somewhere but not from somewhere. She also, Amelia uh, Clark's character has changed her name. Like her real name is Katerina. and but she chooses
1: it to Kate because she doesn't want that connection to. I'm sorry, but Katerina's
0: not that. Like I, I know people from England called Katarina. I don't, I don't feel like it's that deep. It's not like hearing Shanena, is it? Like. When people know that you're foreign, yeah,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. So it's just like it feels. I don't know. There was like
0: that boss. The bossy is obviously a very
1: kind of like prime example of what's been happening in the UK for the last like four plus years. But even like it heightened a bit due to Brexit, obviously the xenophobia that's like grown in this country.
0: Yeah, but it's not even grown. I feel like it's grown towards white people, and that's why people talk about it now. Brown people and black people have been experiencing it forever.
1: Yes, but xenoph—I mean, like I'm, more, I'm talking about more, more like xenophobia to like other Eastern European, like yeah, 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 and that's what I'm like, talking like, about. Yeah. and xenophobia to like people of color. Yes, that's def- that's been around for like even longer. Yeah, we're just now. It's just now because this Brexit dress- was just like a campaign of fear. Uh, yeah, and I really
0: think that that bus scene was was really well done. But then they kind of just brushed it aside.
1: I really rather this this film explored that more than anything else, but more than this bloody twist. I know. i like, I don't know, like, what I feel, I would have, if I would seen that on, if I had been part of that scenario on the bus, I would have been more shaken up than Kate, but maybe Kate's good at hiding it, I don't
0: know. No, but also, she doesn't stand up for them, which, okay, I know not everyone would stand up for people, but if then she goes to talk to them, I don't know, I just feel like, say something, but I don't know, maybe that's just from my perspective.
1: I thought someone would stand up,
0: but then on the flip side, like, the amount of times i
1: have been on the street, on the street, and like something's happened to literally every single person just like looks the other way because they hate confrontation. typical London or British thing to like avoid confrontation, like in a yeah. big public yeah. scene.
0: Yeah, but I guess, the, yeah, definitely. But there's also the fear of the confrontation, like what that then. And also, like, it's what, like. What violence. It's also like, yeah, it seems yeah, like she's
1: a, woman, a woman on a bus, and like, what's she going to really do to a, like, against a white man who is like
0: yeah yeah like i wouldn't sort of safe
1: um, to stand up i i wouldn't i would just feel real but I, I guess what she did do was better than absolutely doing nothing
0: so yeah they do stuff like so in this film they do stuff like that but then the way that she gets her mom to open the door, is like she bangs on the door and she's like open up kgb and i'm just like it's not funny what are you doing no, like it's not funny. i know it might be like a, a joke with the
1: family but like no, like your mom is already scared and feels unwanted in the country she's been living in for for like what twenty
0: plus years. Not like the Brexit thing was like very skirted over, but then like it's very weird. It's like a it's like we're talking about a completely different film because this film is supposed to be based on the songs by George Michael and Wham.
1: There's just, and then, yeah, I just single, like all these. Yeah. People- Yeah, but then there's
0: all these bits about like Brexit and racism and xenophobia that don't seem to have, I guess, like they do and they don't. And I also just don't understand why it was about a love story about a man and a woman surely it should have been about two men. That would be a more fitting tribute to George Michael. I, I don't understand. From a man that was so, he was so unabashedly homosexual. And just, I don't know, like, I just feel like he's such a bastion for gay culture. Yeah. And so unashamed about it and so flamboyant about it. And then they just, what like, they just straight washed him, like his songs and stuff, to be about a, a white girl and, and a dead, a, a ghost a, man.
1: I mean, but I want a ghost let, man. Let me just point out your point because so we're now what it's Christmas 2020, right? Holiday season has just come out, and that is all hyped up because it's like one of the first ever gay romance happiest happiest season. Happiest. Sorry, yeah, happiest. sorry, I was like, what are you talking about? Happy yeah. season, which I haven't seen yet, but like it's been hyped up and it's all everyone's really excited to write so because it's the mm-hmm. first ever romantic comedy set at the holidays season of so, holidays that is um, a gay yeah. like romance and they could have been like now your point your very good point they this film could have been the first if they just done it correctly and Paul oh, gets recast she should have made it interesting that's something that's probably a different discussion though but still that would have been way more interesting and probably yes a better tribute to Wham
0: also didn't Emma Thompson said that she got the blessing from George Michael to do this and I'm like did he read the script because I don't like it no the script is
1: bad I feel like every character in this is either is doing their best to work with bad writing or it's just Mm -hmm. like doing it's just turning up for their job We haven't even like touched on like the homeless shelter side of this. Oh yeah. And because also during the film Tom volunteers at a homeless shelter and like mm-hmm. Amelia Clark's character has um mentioned that she is homeless in quotation box. Yep. Um and then takes is it like is he trying to just like prove a point? a nice thing, just like to cheer you up and get you in a festive mood
0: like give give back oh it's because so yeah no he works there and she goes looking for him there and unintentionally helps out and then she keeps looking for him but ends up working there and trying to raise money for them but I feel like she was steered towards that to try and make her a better person because she's a shitty human yeah, and that's when she starts to, like... Yeah, and this is, like, you care about people that aren't, are outside of yourself. This film was very weirdly... Like, they went into weird tangents... Not weird tangents, but they feel like a few separate films mushed
1: into one film. It's the pacing of this
0: film. Yeah. It was not good pacing, because it felt
1: very clunky. And it felt kind of like, like you said, so many, Like, either, like, different films mushed together or different, just two... Like, all different storylines that never really, like, got... Off the ground. Also, this I think the homeless shelter bit was also the start of. course he would go in and ask for Tom, and then that was maybe one of the first signs that Tom wasn't was actually wasn't yeah. actually exist. But I did actually note it. I did actually say I wrote it down the two police women. I really like. oh God, oh, it was funny. They were just two comedic, comedic like comedic actresses relief. that were like comedic yeah, yeah, relief, and they were just quite nice. I don't... I wonder if it was playing into a bit of a British funny... Stereotype. Funny stereotype, like, which we now know is a true because he's not here about funny, They're scary.
0: And they were funny. But that's the difference between they were actually funny and then I feel like Amelia Clark's supposed to be funny, but her character just isn't funny. Quirky, funny relationship with Tom, like they're supposed to bounce off each other and stuff, but because there's no chemistry, they don't. And I really like Henry Golding as an actor and I feel like he did what he could. I feel like, oh how did you go from crazy rich Asians to this? But then I'm thinking, mm, maybe he just, maybe he just gets played. He plays these like lovely, but boring guys. The thing that he's been typecast as now, because he's also in another terrible Paul fake film, A Simple Favor, with Blake Lively and Anna Kendrick. It is one of the worst films I've ever seen. It's on list, it's it, so we
1: will do it.
0: Okay. Yeah, it's, it's really bad. And he's in that as well, and he's also a bit same. Like he's a bit boring, but I really like him. I think he's lovely. But now I'm realizing I'm having an epiphany that maybe he isn't a good actor. And it's just because I personally like him. <laughs> oh no, I'm having an existential crisis right now. I'm quite realizing that. Like I, I mean, that I do get
1: that sometimes with like certain actors. Like I liked them for a while, and then I'm like. Are they actually good at what they do, or am I just like clouded by the fact that I like them? She starts like volunteering by accident, but then at the Tony shelter, but then starts to actually do good things because mm-hmm. all encouraged by Tom, who we now mentioned it is a ghost or hallucination. Yeah. We don't know. Um, and they go ice like skating because they she needs to like practice ice skating for uh audition for frozen. And hmm. also another now I'm realising it, another sign to know that uh he said <laughs> is that he didn't know what frozen was. <laughs> That's funny. But like maybe like, oh that should have been another sign. But if they go ice skating they break into what I think is Alexandra Pat's ice cream I think Is it? I think I probably know. not. No, I don't remember. It doesn't I look, do look as big it doesn't look as big no, to be I mean, Ali Pali. But I don't know what other ice skate
0: there is. No, neither. I don't know. I'm not i am not your girl go to girl for ice skating. I do not like the cold. No thank you. Yeah, there's there's I we live the the um, can I just say one thing about that audition that she then goes to is that um so the first audition she goes to cast of great people to be her judges which is quite funny and then they're they're so harsh they're just like you're that was shit and then this second one they're just going on about how lovely she is and it's bloody sue perkins isn't it i I know i love it when they just put casual english actress actresses and actors in the parts like that that don't really mean much but you know they're there for the the, pub, the British public I mean, as you yeah, will they
1: are they the British public because the, yeah. we would appreciate that because also Mel, Mel especially Mel and Sue are loved.
0: oh my god did I just call her Sue was that Mel
1: no that's that's oh that was Sue <laughs> that's Sue wasn't that Sue Perkins <laughs> that's Sue yeah. Perkins but Mel yeah. and Sue is the partnership it's like I don't really know which
0: one's aunt or deck I don't know
1: I mean I do <laughs> It just the fact it's not you don't you don't, you don't need it Michelle Yo has changed that changes her name specifically to where she works so it's easier for her colleagues to say her name. Yeah. So she's called Santa because she works in a Christmas shop. And for whatever reason, the media is surprised that her name isn't Santa. But I was just like <laughs> I thought it was really funny. Also, I really like that
0: she picked the name Santa. Yeah, and she said that she like each shop she
1: works at is um, different and she's been in the past called Kitty, Miso Muffin, Santa. Muffin. Uh. I kind of like, I found it quite funny because like, there's always like, there's always either sometimes there's always a character or it's just something for a saying that we get. So there's always someone who can't pronounce a name.
0: But I like the fact that she has that and then she she can't say her partner's name so she calls him boy. (laughs) So
1: I enjoyed that. I was like, yeah, see, now you know how it feels. Yeah, it's it's quite nice, um,
0: and I like. I also like the point that he does say her name properly. He doesn't call do her "center," which I like. Which is a a point. I, I like those little bits, those little attention to detail bits in film that show that people actually care about each other, which is nice, especially in a rom-com. Uh, I don't think that's like asking for too much. So I feel like I- I've said this before, but I feel like there are little bits in this film where there are nice bits of attention to detail and then the rest of it is a shit show. Yeah,
1: I think that's the thing. That's why I'm, this is, I think this is what I've now started to realise as we talk about it. I remember specific details of this film, but the general yeah, whole yeah. of the film is quite To pinpoint because it was more like stuff was like stuff, stuff like those small things that stuck out to me, like the details, like anything to do with Michelle Yo stuck out to me loads, and then anything in the family setting stuck out to me because I found it interesting. I found like the family dynamics like way more interesting than like Amelia Clark's like personal woes (laughs) because I felt like they just easiest like like she's just preventing them from being solved, you know.
0: Yeah. And also, do you feel like you cared about their... I don't want to call it a love story because it's not really a love story, but I felt like that was the least interesting bit about the film. Like, I feel like that could have just not been there. And that's what... I feel like that's what made the reveal really stupid as well.
1: No, because I didn't care about it. And then it just, like, annoyed me. Like, I just kind of felt like that was... I mean, I, I think I always say this, like, things are unrealistic. I know it's a piece of fiction. Come on. Like, I didn't expect it to go down, like, the super... Was, is it even supernatural? Not really supernatural, but, like, didn't go down that route or, like, the ghost.
0: Yeah. I, I didn't think that they would take it so literally, yeah.
1: I just was like, well. And then it also confused me slightly with the timeline, because do we know how old Kate was when she got her operation? Yeah, it was. it was the year before. Like, oh it God, was
0: last Christmas, Holly. Last Christmas.
1: I used to I used to get. Like, <laughs> why am <I> so stupid? <laughs> <laughs> I need to let myself out. She did not put that on. And, uh. Can
0: Can you hear my face right now? Like, can you hear it? Because I actually do.
1: You know what? I Speaking of, I think what? like my brain has like lost brain cells yeah it's because
0: your brain is trying to protect you from films like this true again I don't remember this <laughs> okay so so let, let's just talk about this do we call it a twist I, I don't want to but a, let's call like it, it a
1: twist yeah <laughs> <laughs> this personal attack on like this i didn't i, I felt so i think i like said out loud like i like verbally mm-hmm. reacted to it so mm-hmm. um and i was just so annoyed it was like you know how you said earlier like you groaned at... yeah i physically groaned <laughs> and so loudly
0: like not even like, just the inside internally my it, it wasn't even that I was internally screaming I groaned so loudly in the cinema that like the woman in front of me turned around and we both looked at each other and started laughing because I was just like, I can't believe this is happening it was
1: like the, it was like the oh. last it was the, it was the last thing that I would ever cross my mind to have been added to a film that like mm. this kind of film especially because I also don't really take like, I, there was something also like, about it that felt like, it just doesn't fit into, like, a British, like, <laughs> genre. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, it feels yeah. like, like, oh, it feels kind of, like, not... Oh, I kind of would get it if it was American.
0: No. Okay. Can, I can... Let me say one thing. I feel like there is a place and a time for it, and only if it's done well. So, for example, the British film, About Time, done very, very well... I haven't seen it. Have you not seen that? What? Okay. Domino Gleason, Rachel McAdams... He's a time traveller, Bill Nye is the dad. Great film. Such a simple premise and it's so well done and it's so quintessentially British. I love it. Love to see it. The family's great. It's very well done and that has that supernatural element to it and it feels it fits in spot. Yeah, not ridiculous or you know like a weird curveball that's kind of been chucked in just to fit with the song that it really didn't need to. I'm, I'm so
1: annoyed at myself for not actually understanding that it was last Christmas no
0: but I agree with you because I felt like I was blindsided in the cinema because I hadn't seen I feel like I didn't get from the trailer and people said that they they that's what they got from the trailer and they were like it was so obvious and I was like I didn't feel like it was obvious because it looked like it was just a love story between Amelia Clark and Henry Golding because people were saying oh I got that from the trailer because these people watched
1: the trailer because I definitely didn't. I didn't get that. I didn't get that. I thought it was going to be a wrong... I thought it was going to be a crossness wrong call.
0: Exactly. So that's why I took... I took my mum to see it and I took my dad because what? why not, right? We got lied to. Yeah, basically. And then I just felt like <laughs> that that twist, whatever you want to call it, ridiculousness, attack, the payoff was just not worth it at all.
1: Yeah, like... And then they get... So it's revealed that there's this whole scene where she's like trying to find him and go, they go into this, like... They go into, like, this flat. Which is a flat... In, Rookley, it's a nice flat. I was like, oh, so small as well, and I was just like, furnished nicely. Um, yeah. And um, and then she and then she meets like the estate agent who's like obviously probably waiting for someone to show up show this flat around because it's been it's in that specific what is that word where it's like the, the owners passed away so he's like, in this like yeah. period I know what you're talking about yeah I so can't recall but, it whatever and then that then she like she has like a dramatic fall on the floor because she's remember, she's now realizing that he's the organ donor and he ha- and she has his heart so he's always with her also.
0: How would you draw that conclusion? Like by the way?
1: what clues have you we had this whole film that he is the organ donor?
0: Yeah,
1: I d I don't know. I didn't even know. like it took me like so, like he mentioned that he was a delivery guy at his job and like yeah. and like that was the only and like yeah, he rides a bike, but I feel like I don't really think oh someone rides a bike and then someone is gonna I don't know. Like it just didn't clock with me that he was he got run over. I
0: agree. It's I I feel like that's a valid point. And then they say the worst bit in the film for <laughs> me is after that reveal, they have a conversation and he says to her, Take care of my heart. It was always gonna be yours one way or another. Oh,
1: I just physically reacted to that. Yeah. Um,
0: How hard was the second hand embarrassment just now when I just said that out loud? So imagine watching it on screen. <laughs>
1: Um, because we previously, before this big reveal is happened, we oh we haven't even spoken about this, but they go to this like little and then they go to the secret garden where everyone knows the secret and like the before the big reveal of him being a ghost, they sit down and have a conversation because they've like just slept with each other or whatever.
0: Yeah, she tries to initiate having sex and he declines
1: <laughs> politely, and then she's, yeah. and then she's like um she's like, can we have a committed relationship or something? He's like, I don't want you to become dependent on me. And i like, yeah. she turns, so essentially turns her down, and she goes off with her. She's upset. And does upset. And then, it all kind of, like, is revealed in this book, obviously revealed that he's a ghost. It's like, we're dead. I think that was a ghost, right? hallucination And, I don't know, I feel like it was... Was this also brushed over slightly?
0: Yeah, I. it just felt like... <laughs> They put it in and then they're like, oh, it's like an excuse for her behavior because um, she says stuff like people keep saying that I should be lucky to be I'm, I should feel lucky to be alive, but I don't. I feel I don't feel alive at all. And and then it's kind of used as like a scapegoat. Like she didn't feel like herself because it's not actually her heart. It's someone else's heart beating inside of her. And it just took the the song too literally and then and then went into some really weird meta version of it that is just a really cringy to watch b not worth the payoff and c just but not not a thing that I would ever care to repeat again
1: but this is this is the thing I think we mentioned earlier it's like obviously with these sort of films that are based around music like, there's a way to do them well. And then this one decided to just solely focus on one song. Like, I feel like it could have been done so much better. Like, like we've now explained how it could have been done We could rewrite it ourselves.
0: Yeah. I feel like they really did George Michael dirty in this. I feel like that's who lost this film, is George Michael. <laughs> he lost like, the most. Like, yeah, because this is like done after his death, right? So, this is like one of his last contributions the co- last contributions of his art to society and, and it's this. Simultaneous
1: to this, she's also trying to like she's setting up a Christmas show yeah. for the homeless centre. And mm-hmm. this is when she sings last Christmas. Also didn't know that immediate thought really, it's a symbol. Uh, uh, i just also again wondered like would these um musical films cast a singer that's just Mm. my opinion because
0: i felt like that film should have built up to a crescendo where they belted out last christmas at least like that should have been the bare minimum and they didn't do it. Like, you know, you don't have to do a, m- a whole musical film. Like, you could have done it Love Actually style where she does all I want for Christmas. A, like a gesture. Yeah. But it just wasn't. Someone else could have sang it. You know? Like, that's not an uncommon thing in films. Like the, the Look at Bollywood films. They, they They act it. Someone else sings it. Completely different person. You know, like if you if you're not going to cast a singer, then fine. If you want Amelia Clark, fine. But like, do the thing that you came here to do. If you're going to use that song as your title and as the premise for your film, at least sing it. I
1: feel very lied to um, by this film. personally. you yeah. feel very cheated out by a potentially good film. Um, like I feel like we've made enough points ourselves and uh, to to rewrite it and actually make a good one. But I just like yeah, because the love actually the scene where. The singing scene in love actually is so iconic to the point where now people like sort of see, like we said, watch the film but like know that. That could have had like they're not gonna have no one's gonna be like ten years I would be like, remember what a media club and last Christmas at home shut Exactly. So <laughs> anything else we would like to complain about? <laughs> I just I just did not like this film. Please don't like, watch it. There's so many better Christmas films out there. This film was 103 minutes long. I will, we will never. Oh get my it.
0: god, is that how long it was? It's was 103. That's
1: including credits, obviously. But yes, it was 103 okay. minutes long. It was the budget was 25 to 30 million dollars, and it made <gasps> the box office was 121.6 million dollars. It made it broke its budget, so it like made more than its budget, which is.
0: I feel like, yes, of course it would. Yeah, because I it was fine tra- to see it. <laughs> because, the tra- because
1: the trailer was like. Cut in such a way, they obviously don't want to give away the big, but that's twist. what I mean. I feel like so they large sold large it on, romance. yeah, and they
0: sold it on the cast. The cast is very good, and you expect a film that's co written by Emma Watson and directed so by Paul Fague to sorry, Emma Watson. Wow, true, Emma yeah, that's, Thompson. That's true, yeah, I mean, can we not? Um, but a film, a film that's co-written by Emma Thompson and then directed by Paul Feig, who has like a spotty track record of films. I mean, to be fair, his direction is always good. It's just some of the films are bad. Yeah,
1: I don't know. there was a lot. Like we said, we, we, <laughs> there's not much, nothing redeemable about the characters in this film. Yeah, and the romance is bullshit. <laughs>
0: They just don't have any chemistry at all. Who would you have casted? Well, I feel like they were really set on Amelia Clark. They would have switched out Henry Golding just because his pot's so flat. But who would I have switched it out to, I don't know.
1: Because now I kinda of just want it to be like two men. I really like that idea.
0: Yeah, I would have preferred it. I feel like it should have been two men, but obviously that that's not gonna sell as well. No, no, I kinda like it's you made a point of saying that the
1: cast was probably a big resold it because everyone loves a media card after Game Exactly and, and Exactly, Henry and Golding she just had, like, came
0: off the back of Game of
1: Thrones, Game of Thrones, Thrones <laughs> at that point, right? Like, so crazy rich Asians like like you said, Henry Golding was like the hot
0: hot one. Yeah, and he just came and it's nice to see a non white I hate saying non-white because we're not defined in relation to white people, but a, a person of colour being cast as the love interest and them not making a big deal out of it, which is nice because it should be reflective of our, of our society and our community. But the character then that he played was just boring. I just feel like it could have been anyone. And Amelia yeah, I Clark's ca- character could have been better played by someone else. Like, I actually would have liked to see Phoebe Waller-Bridge as Because I feel like call, yeah, she would she have she, carried it better.
1: Yeah, she could have more to it because you know what
0: I think is um, an interesting thing is that I feel like they've written Amelia Clark's character kind of like a Meg Ryan ish character, mm. but there's no equivalent to Meg Ryan because she's so she's she has her own quality, right? Yeah, and she has that charm and she can do that comedy thing that is quite hard. It I feel like it's quite hard to do. She has that comedic timing. That Amelia Clark doesn't
1: have. I wrote down that I don't think Amelia Clarke is a comedian actress.
0: No, I think she can do drama well, but
1: you also just I think that I don't know. Well, she she can do okay. She she can do drama best because she can do comedy, but that's not saying she can do drama well
0: either. Yeah, I'm just thinking about in Game of Thrones, like her, a lot of her characters, quite stoic or angry. In the last season, she, it was quite angry, so, and she can do that fine. But is that because we all loved Daenerys so much that you know? Do we? Uh, yeah. So much start over
1: the acting.
0: Um, yeah, because for me in Game of Thrones, like for me in Amelia Clark's like smidgen of the world, like I much preferred Miss Sande. But I think Natalie Emmanuel's is a great actress and a very understated actress. I would have, I would have cast her.
1: Mm. cat that's a good choice that
0: would have been cool she cause she's got good comedic timing she was in the mindy kaling four weddings and a funeral and she was great in that uh, i would have yeah. that's who i would have changed her for i think yeah
1: yeah that'd be nice i just i just wish that the writing had been there's so much writing issues with this one but i kind of just wish mm. that the stuff had been Everything had been handled differently because it's kind of like it's written. It feels like it's okay. It is written, but it's written from the. It's written by someone who is obviously a white British person, dis- mm. openly disagrees with what's been ha- what's been happening in the country for the last four plus years, especially after mm. Brexit. But is a bit tone deaf of how to like explain it. And to like, because if you can you imagine, like, this obviously made a lot of money in the box, those we just found out. Um, But people obviously outside of London went to go and see it, and I'll be there. So, people outside of, well, you can look at the proof. People outside of London voted for Brexit, people in London didn't, really, like, majority wise. Like, they're going to feel the same annoyance. As we do, when they see those like that scene, and then the scene of the, the mom like upset, saying that she they don't want us here, like is it mm-hmm. gonna like hit the same emotional? Side to I don't know. Like I just felt yeah. like it could have been probably it was written from a with actual thought going into it, to, like then develop that storyline in the film. Maybe would have yeah. like been better. As I and it. I also
0: think that people skirt over the fact that Emma Thompson is an Oxford grad and, you know, is is a player on the world stage for film and for screenwriting and things like that. Like she's a world class actress and she has written great scripts and she's been part of so many iconic things. Um and I feel like people like to skirt over that fact and then she's trying to write working class people, but then cast Amelia Clark, who is like just a posh-sounding white lady. I'm sorry, but she is like she's supposed to be of Eastern European descent. But I don't know. She doesn't seem. I don't know. Like there's all this, this stuff about her changing her name and calling herself Kat because she doesn't want to be associated with katarina which is fine. But like then there's this whole conversation that you that I feel like should have been delved into, which is much more interesting about like her dual identity and how she feels at home and what. She feels like it's happening and all this kind of stuff, and then it's kind of wish, kind of glazed over with this like sugary love story that doesn't is not really a love story and is kind of just stupid and take detracts from the plot in a way that doesn't need to happen.
1: Do you want to go on to IMDb now? Do
0: you
1: want to guess?
0: Yeah, you can guess. Is out of ten? I want out, to say yeah. I'm gonna say something that I don't agree with, but I think it would be like six, six point oh,
1: three. Oh, my so god! Am I right? You're so do I win a prize? <laughs> <laughs> six point five out of ten. on it! What do you think? On I front? don't
0: agree, but I definitely no, thought rotten tomatoes.
1: Yeah, I don't
0: agree. With is is rotten? Rotten tomatoes T- T- like yeah, but is it critics or is it people? Or both? Uh both. I
1: think. Six first, I would
0: say. Okay, so I want to say like seventy-eight percent. Ah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Is it really bad? <gasps> Fifty, fifty-six percent. Oh no. Uh, it was forty-seven oh, no.
1: percent of Rotten Tomatoes. Okay,
0: that makes me feel that's way better. That's what
1: I and thought six, it would be. and six point five on IMDb. Um, IMDb, what are you doing? Very confusing. Six point five
0: seems way too high. 40... 40, Did you say 47 or
1: 48? 47%. Yeah, that feels... That feels better. What would you give it out of 10? Give it like... 3.5. Like that. Ooh, harsh. 3.5 out of 10 maybe just because it was like... I just felt annoyed after I watched it. Yeah. Like... I just... I mean, the only bit... The only bit... They wrote the only romance I cared about was Michelle Yeoh's character and and <laughs> yeah. and, and, it, and her little like her like handsome uh stranger, Yuri, stranger who yeah. obviously, you know you know I kind of like the bit that did kind of make me smile was at the end where they uh it was like the whole family, past the sister's girlfriend, was over for Christmas. And they had like a traditional, mm. like, Yugoslavian cake or something. And they started. And, and then, she called
0: <laughs> it a lesbian dessert. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> it was so funny. That, that made me laugh a bit. But, like, mm. um, I just thought that bit was quite nice because it was actually seeing the family, like, happy. But I kind of, mm. like, I don't know, I'm stuck with the plank. So that was actually quite nice. But realistically, no, I did not enjoy this film it did not do what it was supposed to do Easy, me feel it didn't make me feel festive it didn't make me feel festive it didn't make me feel like oh love is nice <laughs> you, know? Like, you know when you watch like like romantic films you're like oh
0: you're like kind of you're either
1: rooting for them or you're kind of like you're, you know you're happy for them and stuff and i was just mm. like none of this none of it came nothing really like happened
0: for me yeah I didn't so. get any of those endorphins at all so our takeaway from this is you could probably watch it and feel a bit meh about it or you could just watch Klaus which Klaus, is a great film on Klaus Netflix.
1: Um,
0: it's animated but it's brilliant and that was nominated for an Oscar so I would take that one over this one. And they were made in the same year and that one was so much better and no one ever talks about it so it's we're very, here rapping for yeah, it. it.
1: It's well, very rationalized. It's one of the maybe yeah. the best bits I wouldn't even it's not an ever like overtly so Christmas focused song either. It's just a retelling of the Christmas story and it's super fun. Like, this is not a podcast about good films. So but we're just saying watch it. Like
0: or but we like to talk about good films too, because I want I want people to know that we don't just watch terrible films. We actually like films and we like ourselves. We don't just subject ourselves to crap films, but
1: if you want a good background film and you don't want to have to put last Christmas on, but it's a wonderful life on. I went to I went to see that recently in cinema. I had a great time, lovely. Um, And that's also just that feels like or or like anyway. But yes, don't waste time watching this one. Yeah, it's so disappointing. Like I said, I just feel very. I just of lied to. Yeah, I would just
0: yeah, I would just say just blast some Wham. And
1: call it a day. Yeah, you can literally just play the song over and over again. Yeah, alright friends, be.
0: this is your, this is our gift to you because we love you. so special Christmas gift. This one will go out on Christmas Day, I think.
1: Yes, also last um, Christmas film.
0: Yeah, and our last Christmas film of the season. So hit us up if you've got any bad film recommendations. 2021 is, is, yeah,
1: 2021 is when it starts sort of a, uh, they
0: start to talk about breaking efforts. Yeah. Yeah. Um so the email is badfilmpod at gmail dot com. Is that right? Yes. <laughs> yeah, at gmail.com. Um we are
1: So yeah, just let us drive. know.
0: Yeah. Um please rate, review, subscribe if you can. That's the stuff that really helps us out.
1: Especially, um, or, um, for whatever reason, Apple Podcasts is, like, the main one. Even, like, rating us, like, stars is useful. Spotify, for whatever reason, doesn't really have a rating thing. Yeah. Even though it's, like, probably the easiest one, easiest place to listen to them. One to to... Yeah, yeah um, But Apple Podcasts is um, where people, where reviews really help. Um, and thank you to everyone so far who's listened to you.
0: Yeah, we're really excited about it, and we're really excited about the new year.
1: Yeah, um, thank you for all the, the support so far.
0: Yeah, so we'll come back in 2021 with some new episodes, and yeah, we'll do a mix of older films and new films, and yeah, keep watching
1: and. Can't wait to subject myself to horror films. Yeah, yeah. the best. <laughs> anyway, that's it. Okay, bye. bye.
0: Do you love the Bad Film Club? Consider supporting us through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you want to give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit
1: the link in our show description to support us in any way that you can. We really appreciate it.